Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt Kings podcast. I'm your host, Tate, with my co-host, Corbin, and today we have the number one NFT marketplace on Algorand, Rand Gallery, with their CEO and founder, Ross. How are you doing today? No, I'm very good. Thank you very much for having me. Um, it's great to be here today. Amazing. It's a true honor awesome. to host you. We've heard many great things about your marketplace, and there's many great questions out there for us to ask. And so what I'd like to start off with, why Algorand? Yeah, it's a very good question, right? So um, I think personally, the tech speaks for itself, right? There's so many great things about Algorand's tech that are just caked into the layer one that allow it to flourish and fulfill blockchain's mission around changing the world, right? Um, I mean, you guys operate on sort of other L1 challenges. It's no secret that Ethereum has a lot of limitations technically, which will allow it to sort of flourish beyond the small bubble that we're currently operating in. So we're very excited about the changes that Web3 can make in the real world. And it feels like, to me, Algorand can really play a huge part in solving some of these real-world use cases. And this is not just hearsay for the future. It's happening right now. So if you look at, there's a lot of sort of government initiatives right happening right now um, that are powered by Algorand. Um, there, there's, there's a significant amount of momentum happening, and we're really excited for that. Makes sense. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I, I like to compare like Hedera and Algorand and some of these other ISO tokens as to like the tokens that will really be the ones to last with NFTs and just just overall crypto because how sustainable they are and the partnerships that they are building with being layer one foundations. It's just overall they're they're all really just building a lot of structure that's needed to su sustain into the future. Yeah, we, we think a lot about so where NFTs are now and where the future of NFTs are going, right? So we firmly believe that NFTs, essentially everyone at some point will own an NFT, right? For yeah. With various different cases. Um, so if, you're, if you have that assumption, then everyone's introduction to blockchain or, or a huge swathe of, of folks' introduction to blockchain could be via NFTs. So you need to, to, to make sure that the experience is, is what you would expect as someone who's coming into to, to, to Web3 for the first time. And in, in, in that respect, you need to make sure that your technology essentially operates as it should do in the background where people barely recognize they're interacting on a blockchain. That's when you know you're winning. But also you've got to, to think about, okay, well, we are Rand Gallery. Um, if your introduction to, to blockchain is Algorand, what's the wallet that people are going to be using as well? And what's that experience like? And um, I'm obviously biased, but, you know, we've got Pera Wallet, which, you know, for me is, is arguably the best wallet around in terms of the way it functions, UX, UI, um, it, it just feels great to use. And then once you've got your wallet, once you've loaded up some algo, then you go buy an NFT. And then our job there is to make that experience very seamless as well. Web3 hospitality. <laughs> we think about it a lot. 
we're thinking about that a lot. Like, how do we how do we onboard the next generation? Um, and we're lucky enough to have partners like Para, uh, who we're sort of very closely integrated with, that also think the same way. Nice. Well, that's good. Yeah, par- partnerships are very important yeah. for sure. How long has Algorand actually had like native NFT integration in the chain? Native NFT integration. So really it started in 2021. Um, and then that sort of progressed to where we are now. So it's still nascent. We're still sort of a year and a half in realistically. Fairly new okay. still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but NFTs as a whole is, you know, it's still something quite new, and I still feel like we're we're very much in V one, right? Um, so I'm I'm very excited about where V one is going. So what's the future of V one specifically, which is really focused around digital art, um, and that's what our main focus has been. And and we're just so grateful for all the amazing artists that are on the platform. But also what's coming after that. We're seeing right now a big uh, a big focus for, for 2023 is, is things like gaming and music, right? And we're starting to see that uh, volume picking up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And it's good to be on a, on a, a tokens. It's good to be on a network where you don't have to really worry about transactions and transaction volumes and stuff of that nature. It, it all really just flows seamlessly. I mean, that's the point. It just works, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It just works. Our grands, again, if for people who are used to, to perhaps interacting on other chains, it's that first interaction with Algorand that makes it so compelling. Um, and, and it's really, really hard, you know, for me personally to now go back to ETH yeah. after having tasted the promised land. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> Tasting the future. feel the same way with Hedera. And I feel as if Hedera and Algorand really pair hand in hand together just with the way that, uh, I mean, obviously they're two completely different, they're two completely different networks, two completely different chains. We have a hash graph and then we have the Algorand's chain. And the way that they're designed and developed is completely different as well, but it seems as if they work hand in hand with each other and they, they operate in the same ways in a sense. Just with sustainability, very fast transactions, you're able to send tens of thousands of transactions in seconds, more or less. And it just it's dirt cheap to send them. Exactly, yeah. And it all just <laughs> seems like it all go it all it all fits right, more or less. It's solving that blockchain trilemma, right? Yeah. Um, but as you said, for a consumer, you know, I don't I have problems paying my my percentage charge on visa right um but going to eth and 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 having to spend dozens you know 12 20 30 50 200 dollars on a on a on a gas for your transaction fee that that's fairly bonkers if you're trying to attract this this wave of, of of newcomers and that's what we think about and also you know for us we was we're obviously building an algorand so what are Algorand's credentials. What does Algorand? What's Algorand's right to win? And um, you know, we're, we're, it has a very solid team. Um, you know, I, I think Silvio doesn't really need an introduction. Uh, one of the, the the OGs of cryptography and has been um, 
well, since forever. And then Algorand obviously being billed as this amazingly green blockchain, um, sustainable, environmentally conscious. Like there's so much that we can do with that as an NFT marketplace that we're very excited about. Nice. <laughs> so what though is... Oh. Right. Ingo. Okay. Okay. So is so from my general experience with using NFT marketplaces, there's two sort of mindsets that I think about when when I'm using them of of how they're actually uh of like how how the content is actually curated, so to speak. So there's some there's some marketplaces like for instance looks rare on ETH that say that like, hey, we're fully about decentralization. Post whatever you want, which has its ups and it definitely has its downs. And then there's other marketplaces, like for instance, OpenSea or Zeus, that are like, hey, we're gonna curate this list, we're gonna vet the the creators, we're gonna make sure that like we're not like specifically listing any rugs or anything like that. What what do you guys take as an approach in that aspect for for your guys' marketplace? Really good question. So it's something that we have spent a, a long time thinking about. So we do take the approach where you have to apply. Um, you can't just list. So every single collection that is on RAND has been vetted. Now, what does that mean? Um, you know, we're not necessarily looking for is the art good or not? Because as we know, you know, art is very subjective, whether that's in Web 2, Web 3, in the real world, right? It's, it, what you like is, is, is different to what I'm going to like. What we're more interested in is four different areas. We're looking at, is this potentially a security? And then we have a list of criteria around that. Um, is this not safe for work? Um, because right now we don't have a way to sort of filter out things that might be a little bit more indecent. Um, is this likely to be a rug or a scam based on a knowledge that we have? Obviously, things happen, but we've got a way, you know, having done this for a little while, we've got a way to spot spot different things that we might think are a little bit strange. Um, and then the final one, does this like infringe on any copyright or IP, right? And if you look at our, our onboarding questionnaire, shall we say, it is very comprehensive, but if you fill it out correctly, it means that we can look at your application and essentially turn it around, ideally within 24 hours, right? That's something that we try and do at least within 48, but really we try and do it within 24 so that you can get onto the platform as quickly as possible if you answer the questions diligently. Obviously, for a collector, though, you, know, you always do your own research, but um, those are the kind of things that we've looked at and we've, we've reviewed um, with our, our legal counsel. Do you look to KYC creators that look to list on Randart Gallery? At this stage, no. At this stage, no. no. It's something that we've, we've discussed. Um, we do ask sort of basic questions. For example, where are you from? Um, but at this stage, we don't KYC. Sure. Makes it more decentralized at that point. And... What do you look for necessarily when you're looking at securities? Like what's the, mm -hmm. what's, what's more or less a red flag to you and Rand Gallery whenever you're looking at NFT projects to onboard the, the gallery and the marketplace 
as a secu- potential security? Yeah, look, so obviously we're not lawyers um, yeah. and we can't give anyone legal advice, right? So there's just a few things that, that are obvious red flags. Um, so if your token is a security token versus a utility token, if there's sort of any sort of promise of, of uh, returns for doing nothing, you know, these are these are obvious red flags, but it's very nuanced, right? And so in certain yeah. cases, we will go back to the creator and, and simply just ask them, you know, have you received legal opinion on, on this project? And in some cases, they said, yes, right, we have got a legal opinion. Um, here it is. And then that obviously gives us a, a lot of confidence that these guys are doing the right thing. Um, but, you know, it is very nuanced. Definitely. Makes sense. And we do, we do take compliance and regulation very seriously. Of course. Awesome. It's a must, I think, you know, I mean, with a lot of countries not completely regulatory compliance yet with their, uh, with just native cryptos, it's, it's really hard to, uh, it's really hard to take the right steps with more or less like the United States and some other countries that are around the United States as well. Like, Nothing's really set in stone yet. Therefore, it's hard to, it's really hard to navigate throughout this as of now. But I know there are countries around the world that are very compliant with crypto at the moment, which that does help if you are based out of those. But say if you aren't, it's still a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, And and obviously, given our market position, we also want to, to, to try and set the standards for others to follow. Um, you know, there's certain projects, well, within the NFT space, we're obviously, we hold a dominant position. Um, but actually that there's certain projects that we look towards, um, in, in perhaps other verticals that we also think, okay, these guys are setting the gold standard. It's our, it's our role to try and set the gold standard for NFT. So for example, our naming service, NFT, just a wonderful service, uh, to use. And, and for us, they're, they're really really pushing the envelope and what's possible. You've got Pera with Pera's wallet, you've got AlgoFi on, on the, the, the DeFi side of things. And we're just really excited about what these guys are doing and, and, and trying to sort of match that caliber. So there's a lot of great tools being developed on Algorand at the moment, it seems. There is, there is a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. It, you know, we've been in the Algorand ecosystem for few years now and um it's just really really exciting to see how far along algorand's come in the last couple of years um and just really impressive the algorand itself in terms of the 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 sort of staff at algorand inc and algorand foundation it's a very serious chain um with big ambitions and then if you look at the, the the caliber of the folks building on Algorand itself is also for me very very impressive, and and it's it, it's really nice to surround yourself with with folks like that. Makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of surrounding yourself with folks, uh, how big is your team? Uh, right now, we are seven full time. Okay, it's great. Nice small tight knit team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we continue to do a lot with a little. Um, very cautious on burn. You know, very cautious on 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 the fact that we are in the middle of a bear market, and it's very hard to understand where that's going to go in twenty twenty three. Whether that's the general uh, macro environment, 
the general tech Web2 environment, but also Web3. So we've sort of got our eyes on, on all three and um, approaching, approaching 2023 with caution at, caution at this stage. Having said that, um, there is a lot going on right now that we're really, really excited about. Um, the, the next well, Q1 is going to be huge for us, and I can, I can share some of the things um, that, that we're, we're planning for Q1, and then there's things that were in Q2, which are also exciting. Let's dive into it. What are some exciting things that Rand Gallery will be providing in 2023? So, so the big the big news is um, uh, that we are undergoing a fairly significant revamp and uh, refresh. Essentially, Rand is there will be a, a rebrand and then there will be an overhaul of the platforms. Um, with a view to launch that overhaul at NFT NYC in April. Um, so that's something the team is working on in the background. We're essentially going to bring all of the, the platforms that we have. Because right now, for example, we've got Rand Gallery, which is a secondary marketplace. And then we've got Instant Shuffle, the two separate sites. We're bringing those together. Um, and there's a few other things that we've got in the pipeline just to make it a much more seamless tied in um, system. We're also planning to bring a lot more data analytics into the platform. I'm just going to turn off my, uh, where is it? The bubbles. Uh, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't know if it was me or not. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that, that, that's happening. Uh, Agash, my co-founder and, and, and me will both be at NFT NYC. Uh, we've got, we'll be speaking on stage. We're also planning a fairly significant brand activation there um, with a few key players. There's a little bit more to come on that, but we've roped in um, some, some, some really nice partners for that uh, to make, a, to make a, a big splash in New York to essentially relaunch uh, Rand Gallery. And um, as part of that, you know, there's a few things in the works right now, a few big partnerships that we're working on. Uh, some of them have already been agreed. They just haven't been announced. Um, but they will be announced sort of, sort of very soon. Exciting. Okay. Very exciting. I'm assuming you have competition out there on Algorand. There might be one or two, two or three other NFT marketplaces out there as well. How are you looking to really just beat out the competition and bring more exposure to Rand Gallery compared to these other marketplaces? Because I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, they're not necessarily just competition. They are part of the ecosystem, so you want to grow with them. But you also want to you want to make sure that you stay that number one NFT marketplace as you proclaim to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we right now we have about seventy percent of the market share. Um, it's something wow. we've been focusing good. on. Really good. That's not bad. Yeah. Thank you. It was something we've been focusing on uh, quite a lot in, in, in H2 last year. So Q3, Q4 uh, was a big push towards increasing our market share. And, and really, it was just around small tweaks, making sure that we have the right communication with our community on Twitter and Discord, etc. Um, having the right relationship with our creators. So again, that goes to like the onboarding process and what's our, our internal operations like. You know, for example, we just put Intercom on our website. Again, that's just like we're here. You can come talk to us if you're a collector, if you're a creator, a partner potentially like we're here. And then making some, some fairly big sort of tech, tech integrations, mostly on the back end. So fully integrating NFT, which is the naming service, 
fully integrating Para, uh, and there's a there's a bit more to come on that front. Um, but really, yes, there are let's say ten different marketplaces on Algorand, um, and yes, we have the bulk of of the market share, so the bulk of the volume. Really, we are looking for to, towards other marketplaces for support in how do we grow. Right, so how are we going to grow the ecosystem together? Um, because otherwise, we're sort of fighting amongst each other when the real opportunity and the real competition is, is not on our grand. The real opportunity and the real uh, competition is elsewhere. So it's like, well, what are other blockchains doing? Why, you know, why would a big brand pick a Polygon versus Algorand? Right, um, and really, we need a unified front there across the entire ecosystem. So that's not just the marketplaces, it's the wallets, it's the naming services, it's the Algorand Foundation itself. We need a unified front in order to to, to, to bring more attention to the ecosystem where we think we can win. Um, and so I'm much more interested in, in, in doing that than you know, going head to head with other marketplaces. And in that respect, we, you know, I think we've got a very friendly relationship with you know the so-called competition internally um because we realize that uh, actually it's better for us to work together at this stage makes sense that's that's good as long as you you look to unite rather than to fight if that that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah how else are you going to grow right yeah. as an ecosystem as a whole there's rain yeah, gallery you know, ran... oh, go ahead you know, they say, you know, we're not sat there on, I, I'm not one for sort of sitting there on, on Twitter and beefing with everyone left, right and center. It's just not within my nature. But, you know, really, the, the folks who are sort of most vocal um, on, on someone like Twitter are not necessarily the ones who are going to win long term. We're much more focused on, okay, how do we, how do we outbuild and, and outgrow, right? Um, that's more, more interesting to me. So what exactly are you looking to build? Are you looking to implementing more tools into the into the gallery or what yeah. in particular? Yeah, there, 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 there's a roadmap, right? So the initial sure. roadmap is just the, the actual overhaul. So everything you can see now is going to look and feel very different. And then we're going to start to add on a few more features, right? So, for example, we don't have a peer-to-peer -peer, um, swapping tool. We did. We discontinued it. We're bringing that back. We're going to put it under the umbrella. Um, you know, we're going to improve our minting tool. We're going to improve our shuffling, sort of our primary sales tool. All of that's going to improve. We're going to add a lot more data in there. We're going to add, give a lot more admin controls to the creators themselves. So th there is a lot happening. Um, and then we're going to start to look at, okay, what else would you need as a collector or a creator on, on, on any NFT platform? So bringing a lot more data into into the fold um, and then perhaps even like working with some of these DeFi projects to bring the best of DeFi to NFTs, which feels like a natural progression. If you look at where crypto has gone and, and the emergence of DeFi and what that's done for crypto, there is similar are similar opportunities to do that with NFTs. We're also quite uh, adept at DAOs in general, and there's an opportunity to bring a lot of DAO-esque features to an NFT marketplace. So this is all sort of into the future, right? So immediate roadmap is the, is the refresh. 
and then we can start to build. Um, so one of the things we'll be launching very soon is a tool called Canny, which you may or may not have heard of, but essentially it allows for the community to suggest features that they want. So on our Discord right now, we do have a suggestions channel, but we want to make this a bit more, um, uh, what's the right, professional. So um, anyone can start to suggest features and then those can be discussed and upvoted and that will help inform us uh, on what to build next. So essentially, you know, everyone should be taking feedback. This allows us to do that in quite quite a nice, seamless way. Um, yeah. So we're, we're pretty excited about that. We, we have set it up. We just haven't quite launched it yet. Nice. Yeah. Consumer feedback is always appreciated. Definitely helps sway, like more or less route your route your project and your concept in the right direction when you're getting feedback from others rather than just taking in your own. But um, especially yeah. when you're especially when you're smaller like this, yeah. 100%. you want to be able to route your resources and your time, you know, to what the community wants because they're the ones using it at the end of the day, yeah. right? It's very easy um, to get distracted with the day-to-day of running a business and and forget that the community is the most important aspect. And so the yeah. more we can be out there talking to the community, whether that's you know via tools like Intercom or Canny, whether that's on Twitter spaces um, or just on, on Twitter in general, right, just interacting with, with everything that's going on, um, or, you know, if, if someone wants to talk to me directly, my Calendly is on my Twitter profile. So anyone at any time can just book a meeting with me. Um, and actually, those are the best conversations I have is when a creator reaches out and just wants a 30-minute chat. All day. All day, I'll happily do that. That's great. Now, does, does Rand Gallery have their own uh, NFT rarity? Like, were you able to see the different rarities for NFTs? Um, so we are improving that process right now. It sure. is a manual process, but it's something that we we're working on in the background to make it uh, to make it much better. Nice. But yes, you can see rarity, but we there are some limitations there. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I've noticed with some other chains and their marketplaces is that they have their own NFTs, and those NFTs are more or less like exclusive passes for different sorts of tools and benefits for that specific marketplace. Is that something that Rang Gallery might consider down the line is having their own set of exclusive NFTs that is exclusive for specific things? Yeah, so we've we've dibble, dibbled and dabbled, shall we say. Um, so we do have a mascot called Randy uh, and we have given, given away those NFTs. <laughs> um, and, you know, for now, it really just a bit of fun, right? So... There sure. is no utility to the NFTs. Uh, there is technically no value to the NFTs. I don't know if any have ever sold, um, but it was just a bit of fun. Um, and it's something that you can easily do on Algorand because, you know, minting a collection on Algorand doesn't really cost uh, the, the same amount as minting a collection on, on say, Ethereum, right? So we can play yeah. around with, with giving away these NFTs. Um, what I will say is, um, without giving too much away, um, there is a ge- generative NFT collection in the works um, that we think the community is really going to enjoy. Exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah, it's funny that we talk, we talk so 
So much, not so much about Ethereum or anything, but like today I was just trying to send $10 worth of ETH just to receive one NFT and it costed me $7 in gas fees. So the overall transaction was $17 and it just made no sense. And like, I really, it, it really blindsides me that so many people get used to these transactions and stuff and they have to really just figure out the right time to send transactions through ETH and timing like the way and stuff. And I, I, I see no reason in that. I see I see more value, and this is just me, and I ho- hopefully more people start to uh, feel the same way as I do, but I see more value whenever you're able to send transactions at whatever time you want for nothing, you know? Like when you don't even have to necessarily have a penny in your account, and you can send that penny anywhere through Algorand or Hedera or XRP, like because they're able to take these microtransactions off of that penny and you're still able to send the penny, more or less. And it's just like, it's the little things like that. There's two sides of the coin there. So there's the microtransactions, which yes, 100%, but also very large transactions. Like it's so easy. If you want to send $200,000 worth of Algo or $200,000 worth of USDC, it's so easy to do these days with with, with blockchain. And, And you know, you guys are in America, your banking system is, you know, <laughs> I feel like at least in the UK, we have open banking and, and actually it works pretty well. Um, yeah. But, you know, interacting with the US is a completely different piece. You, you have got a lot better recently, um, but it, it's it's chaos. It's just, it's it's crazy, the system. And there's, it's just so many, it's a technology, it's just a Frankenstein that's been, that's been built over many years. And blockchain really is just a seamless, beautiful process that just makes it effortless and easy peer-to-peer. Yeah. yeah. The payment remittances and stuff for, for the U.S. is not exactly a swift process. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I enjoyed the joke. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> What are some of the the biggest challenges that Rain Gallery as a whole and you personally have faced in developing this out and trying to you know figure out the little nuances and stuff with Algo and all that good stuff? Um, I mean, I would defer that question to to uh, my co-founder. One of the but one of the things I will say is one of the this is a good a good good and a challenging aspect of Algorand is that you have to opt into um, an asset in order to receive it, right? So okay. unlike in Ethereum, where you can just get airdropped any old rubbish, whether you like it or not, that doesn't happen on our rent. So your wallet's very clean, right? Wallet's very clean. Yes. But in in the use case of NFT, so say I buy an NFT um, and I don't opt into the, 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 the token that may be airdropped every week, every day, um, I might miss out on some of those rewards, right? Um, so how do we how do we communicate with someone that actually this NFT might have a token attached to it, um, and that they have to opt into? And I literally just did that. I bought a couple of NFTs last week, and then I only opted into the assets today. So I've sort of missed a week of um, of airdrops, right? Once you've opted in, then it's easy because it's like, well, I've said yes to accepting this token. Um, now, that's a challenge for us. Uh, and how can we overcome that challenge? So one of the things is you can opt into the ASA from Rand Gallery 
directly from the NFT that you own. But can we go one step further? And, and actually, when you buy the NFT, auto accepts uh, the asset. So these are these are sort of things that we 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 consider and we look at. Nice, Corbin. Would you say uh, that there uh, that'd be more or less comparable to like associating tokens through Hedera? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. Definitely. Yeah, because you you have to do that with everything. Yeah. Tokens, mm-hmm. NFTs. I think Algo op- operates similarly. It uh, it also might be worthwhile to have maybe like a tab or somewhere in Rain Gallery where people might be able to actually check maybe maybe have it so that way there's like an algorithm or something that like that checks the nfts that they have and then also checks to see what tokens they have associated and then cross references that to make sure that all of them are enabled and if not maybe tell them hey you might want to enable this so that you get x token might be something worthwhile to do yeah we are thinking about communication right as well so how do we better communicate with uh, the ecosystem? And you know, again, so, so I feel like I'm promoting NF, NF domains here, but NFD, the naming service, is is just a wonderful product. And so far as you've got the naming service, then you can you can attach your wallet to it. So I've got Ross Algo attached my NFT to it, but it also attaches my Discord name, attaches my Twitter name, attaches my wallet. So everything, everybody can find out whatever they need from from my my domain right and that means that they can they can communicate with me potentially um and so we're looking at ways to 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 better utilize that service okay nice my last question for you ross is do you plan on merging rand gallery with any other chains um at this stage no we're very very focused on on algorand itself um we think algorand has a lot of potential um we obviously hold a, a, a pretty decent position in the marketplace um, and we don't take that lightly. Um, you know, it's our, our role and responsibility to continue innovating on the platform that we call home. Um, but also we think there's a huge opportunity for us to, you know, we've all got our role to play in growing the ecosystem, all the sort of folks building on, on our grand. You know, Algrand Foundation, Algrand Inc., these guys are focused on, on growing the ecosystem, but we've all got a role to play. So I'm, I'm much more interested in, okay, how do we, how do we grow the ecosystem from Web2 web at this stage versus trying to compete with, you know, your, your Magic Eden or your OpenSea, which frankly have significantly larger resources than we do. Um, having said that, I do think there's an opportunity for us to go cross-chain and start to attract creators and collectors from other chains once they see um, how great Algrand is in terms of the platform itself and, and, and the builders building on Algrand, but also the depth of the creators themselves. We've got thousands of creators doing really wonderful stuff. And there's nuances in the technology. So for example, we've got something called Arc19, which is a standard where your NFT can, can, can morph over time and you can change it. Right. And some some creators are doing really wonderful uh, things with that technology, changing the NFTs over time or like feeding the NFTs tokens and the NFT more than something else or or based on like some sort of oracle where, you know, the price for algo changes. Therefore, your NFT is changing color. And there's so much you can do with that. And if you look at the, the application into the real world, um, yeah you guys have got it so there's something called like november right so november which is you know in november and it's for 
for men and, and, and they grow they grow their mustaches. Imagine if you had like an, a November NFT and you could feed it like a Tash token. And as you were growing your, NF, uh, your, your real life mustache, which we're all sporting, um, your, your NFT would grow as well. You know, these are, right. these are fun applications that, um, you know, if Movember's listening, hit me up. <laughs> um, but those, these are fun <laughs> applications that, that we can use with the technology that we have. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the future is bright. Very bright. That's very sure. bright for Rangel. Yeah, well, that's for sure. We're just getting started. We're really just getting yeah. started. Um, so we're really, we're really bullish on the future of RANs and also, um, uh, NFTs in general, uh, but also our ground. Sure. Amazing. Well, Ross, actually, I have to second myself. I, uh, I had one last question for you. Uh, my very, very last question now is uh, name three of your favorite Algorand NFT projects. Just uh, say that again. You you uh, you dipped out there. Yeah, you you rugged oh, in the beginning. Oh, so sorry. Uh, <laughs> if you don't mind, just naming three of your favorite Algorand NFT projects. Um, what, I, what I will do, I'll defer that question, right? So uh, the, 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 the key for us is to remain, to remain impartial, right? So, um, That's great. And we take, that, we take that responsibility very seriously. Um, all creators are, are, are equal in our eyes, and we want to treat them all equally, right? Um, so I, I will happily uh, defer that question. Um, what I will say is that um, there are plenty of really really great creators so i would encourage folks to, to come and come and check them out and see for yourself what you like and don't like that's a great answer it was a trick question you got me <laughs> <laughs> well thank you ross for coming on the podcast if there's anything else you'd like to say to end things off we, well i truly appreciate your time and thank you once again the, i mean the last thing i'll say is obviously my, my twitter is at ross murray jones um if you do want to speak to me for whatever reason and you, are, you, you work for Movember potentially, uh, no, all jokes aside, if you do want to speak to me, my Calendly is, is on my Twitter. So I am open to, to having a discussion with anyone uh, who's interested to learn more about Algorand or Algorand NFTs. Amazing. Well, spectacular. Ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, this has been the Alt Kings podcast and we will see you all next episode. Peace. Thanks, Ross.